0: review it rob hey yo and welcome to a brand new episode of the Reveal rob show man hope everybody out there is doing great thank you for tuning in i am your host Reveal it rob coming at you with some fun goodies this week man gonna have a scream review for you <laughs> pause there for a second because i got confused by roman numerals <laughs> scream six review for you this week spoiler free of course i never spoil movies on purpose uh gonna talk about that get my feelings on that Got some horror news for you, including things um, that Jenna Ortega's up to, obviously, Uh, as well as Sam Raimi stuff. Got some I Know What You Did Last Summer stuff and some other good, funny, fun stuff like sequels and all that stuff. And then we got, of course, DC. Horror in DC is mandatory every episode of this show, man. So we're going to talk some DC, uh, including Mark Ruffalo's comments about DC, uh, some Batman animated news, as well as some video game news, and then other bits of news, including Disney And all that good stuff, man. So thank you for joining in. Got some fun stuff here, man. Please uh, hit that like, subscribe, share the show with uh, everywhere you can as well. Uh, Hit like, subscribe. Share the Throw Me Podcast Network, man. We got some fun stuff going on, including now. March Madness is happening. It's a basketball tournament tourney, as the kids, I think, say. I don't know. I have no idea what the kids say. But um, that's going on with us over at the Throw Me Podcast Network, like a lot of people are doing. They do their own little March Madness brackets. We're doing um, a championship bracket uh, challenge over here. Uh, I am the champion. I am the Throw Me Podcast Network. Uh, first ever champion, reigning defending champion. I am undefeated. And uh, right now we have a tournament going on featuring other members of the Throw Me Podcast Network. You know, core members, new members as well. We got the door is open, man. A forbidden door is open for other people to come in and challenge and try to get to the champion. That is again me. I am the champion. So fun stuff going on. You can check that out now on the Throwing Podcast Network's YouTube. There's already a challenge up there. There'll be more coming throughout the month. And I'm just gonna sit here and you know see what's gonna happen and see who my challenger ends up being, man. Uh, other than that, all kinds of good fun stuff happening on the Throw Me Podcast Network's YouTube between all the shows we have going on. So many, so many podcasts and shows going on over there. Uh, Go ahead and plug the Slasher Report. That is a show haunted by the Haunter's Podcast Boys. Uh, They did a Scream review themselves. They uh, reviewed it. Spoiler free, and then they uh, reviewed it uh, separate episode. Spoilers, man. So if you want to go check that out, they talked about it. They gave their intel on that. Uh, we got other fun stuff. Metal Groove just dropped an episode today, talking about what if the Batman was a band, as in Batman actors. All the we've had different Batmans, and what band would those Batman be, man? So check that out. We got some fun stuff going on there, as well as other stuff throughout the network on the YouTube, man. So. It would be awesome if you uh, shared that, liked, subscribed, and uh, supported what we got going on over here, man, because we appreciate it all. And we thank you all for taking the time to join us and having fun with all of us, man. So without further ado, let's jump in to the review of this episode. Again, spoiler free. And that's right, we're talking Scream 6. Released last week, it is rated R for language throughout, brief drug use, and strong bloody violence. Oh yes, there is some strong bloody violence in this movie. The movie is uh, categorized as a horror mystery thriller film that has a trifecta of awesome right there, running in at two hours and three minutes long, and it is only in theaters. Synopsis read as, following the latest Ghostface killings, the four survivors leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter. That's right, they are going to New York. In this film, they're leaving Woodsboro behind. Not the first time in the franchise that Woodsboro is not the main focus, but definitely a whole new world over there in New York with the uh, gang here. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes had a credit score of 75%, but is now up to 76% as the recording in this episode. The audience score is sitting at a 92%, and IMDb has it at a 7.4 out of 10. So what are my thoughts on the film, shall we? Now, this is the time. I like to see movies fresh, man. I like to see them Thursday night, mostly to avoid spoilers. Also, not a lot of people in the theaters on Thursdays. That's a, that's a little, little trick-ski for you out there. If you Some of you probably already know that. But if you don't know, going to a movie Thursday night is a lot easier than seeing it on Friday night, because Friday nights will, of course, be pa- uh, more packed, as well as the weekend. That sucks. People aren't you know, going out on Thursday nights to see movies, unless you're, you know, me, and I enjoy that so much, man, Uh, but that's why I liked it even more this week, is because leaving the theater with this movie, I needed time, like, I needed a lot of time to uh, process what I saw, now, me with the Scream franchise leading up to the release of this movie, I did uh, attempt a marathon of all the other films, I got through uh, one, two, three, and four, I uh, did not get to 5, which is fine. I'm not the biggest fan of Scream 5, just going to be honest with you there, which led into me being a little bit worried about Scream 6 and going into Scream 6, because wasn't the biggest fan of 5. 5 had some good stuff, don't get me wrong, but overall, not the biggest fan of it, so I was worried going into Scream 6 about what we're going to get here. Um, no Sydney, we'll talk about that later. And, of course, we're leaving Woodsboro in New York. So, there's interesting details that are happening here. First time ever in the franchise. We're not going to have one of the main, most important characters of the franchise in Sydney. And, two, we're moving to New York, big city. You know, crazy stuff can go down. We all saw Jason Takes Manhattan or Vancouver, however you want to call it. But, you know, there's interesting aspects to it to at least have me um, pique my interest in this as well. Ghostface is cool. We, You know, Ghostface is a pretty cool, you know, horror character at this point. He started in the 90s. He's got... Uh, the status at this point you know i wouldn't put them ahead of you know the legendary characters and all that stuff but Ghostface is there Ghostface is an iconic character without a doubt i'm not gonna knock that down it's always kind of cool to see ghost face especially see it on the big screen and seeing horror in general on the big screen that's the main takeaway here is that horror is doing well at the box office that's a good thing for all of us man all of us horror fans are thriving off of the success because if a horror movie is successful they're gonna keep making horror movies i mean horror movies will never go away they help to build the cinematic universe, but nonetheless, it is good to see a horror movie succeed at the box office, and Scream has done very well, and there's no doubt in my mind they will keep doing these Scream movies, but as for Scream 6, like I mentioned earlier, I had to take some time to kind of process how I felt about the movie, because when I left the theater, I had a little bit of the same feeling I had with 5, I'm like, man, it's the same freaking stuff over and over again, um, especially after doing the marathon of the movies, and just... Going into this one, is like, oh man, this, you know, the screen movies have their basic formula and they do the same stuff over and over again. But again, taking time to process that, of course they're going to do that because they're a franchise, right? It's a franchise of films. They're going to follow their bits and pieces and it's not as obnoxious as say the Marvel movies where they're doing the cookie cutter thing where you just add a couple of different characters in and all that stuff and just kind of the same movie. That's not an unnecessary shot of Marvel. That's just the truth of the matter there. Um, so it got me a little bit with that with this movie, you know. It was like ah, it's kind of the same vibe, even though Sydney's gone, because that was kind of like the hope. I'm like, okay, Sydney's gone, and that part of it, we're gonna have this new kind of vibe to it. But they just kind of replaced Sydney with Sam, basically, in this movie. Which again, not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I think Sam's character is a lot better in this movie. She wasn't bad in the first movie, but a lot better in this film. You know, and I like what they did with her character and they're building and progressing more with her character, especially with the events of what happened in Scream 5 as to her mental um, her mental health and her mental outlook and how she's trying to get through life, being a big sister to her little sister because they're both in New York now. She's looking after her, um, kind of, you know, being the big sister there, much to the uh, chagrin of young Tara there. But Tara, 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 um. But, at the same, you know, you know how sisters are. Sisters, siblings, you know how it is. You want our space, well, you also, we're glad they're there, right? And, you know, while we're just on that fact, we don't have to talk much about Jenna Ortega's performance. We all know she's incredible. She's this generation's scream queen. No ifs, ands, or buts about that, and she's fantastic in the movie. She does a great job. You know, <laughs> we don't have to spend too much time there. I mean, it's always good to, you know, give praise where praise is due, and she is fantastic in the film, as she always... Seems to be in any film or role I've seen her in. And like I said, she's the future, you know, so it's great there. But uh, definitely, you know, it's following Scream 5. So your main characters are, of course, still Sam and Tara, 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 I think. (laughs) And, you know, their life now moving into New York and trying to free themselves of the horrible, you know, events of Woodsboro. And they've got they've got uh, Mindy and Chad with them there in New York as well. And, you know, they're just trying to move forward. But it is a Scream film. And, of course, you can never get away from Ghostface. Ghostface ends up, of course, being a problem. And that's where I get into the fact that, you know, the movie has its formula and it follows its formula. Uh, Overall, that doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad movie. And, again, that's why I'm glad I sat on this for a while before giving my full thoughts on it. Because I really, even after, when I left the movie theater, I, you know, text some of my buddies because we were, like all kind of talking about it just a little bit just kind of our immediate thoughts and i just wrote back it just got out of the theater and i don't know because i had to think about it man i had to process what i saw because looking back on it now several days removed there are a lot of parts of the movie that i really enjoy uh the opening scene which is a you know a freaking a historic thing with the scream franchise they're going to give you one hell of an opening scene and it it's no doubt that they did that once again here, Like right? They have an amazing opening scene, quite possibly the best scene of the movie, you know, depends on who you want to talk to, but an amazing opening that just leads us into what we're going to get into with the movie and violent. This movie is violent. We talked about it there when I was giving the rating, strong buddy violence. And yes, there is some very bloody, strong, uh, intimidating tension, you know, badassery going on in the movie ghostface is like pissed throughout this movie man ghostface is on a mission like none other man and he is kicking the ass throughout the movie and you know it's cool to see like it's cool to see because mostly ghostface is like a you know a, a clumsy character he's like freaking dick van dyke he's very clumsy you know uh what a deep cut that was holy hell dick van dyke how many people know that but um if you do long distance high five man dick van dyke rules but you know you know what i'm saying though it's like ghostface is very clumsy in this movie he didn't seem as clumsy as normal like you know very much on a mission ready to go gonna kick that ass and you know we're gonna freaking punish these kids right and then there's other parts of the movie where it's like, oh, we're doing the same thing again. Oh, I see where we're going. Especially with the ending. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> you know, not horrible, not the worst, but it's like, dang it, man. I'm just, you got me and then you lost me and all that stuff. So, I don't hate the movie at all. I did I did enjoy it. I think they did some really good stuff in it. Uh, you know, ranking-wise, I probably have it fourth of the, of the Scream films. I know there's only six, but... Uh, you know, I the first film's always going to be number one. I really love Scream 4. I don't care what anybody has to say about that. I love Scream 4 to death. Even watching it get on the most recent watch through, I'm like, God, this is such a fun movie. Like, I really enjoy that movie, and freaking, in my opinion, you know, Best Ghost Face is always, you know, it's always an opinionated thing. Like, all of this stuff is in rankings, and all that stuff's very opinionated. But, you know, whether jill is the best ghost face or not you know that's up for debate but i think she is 100% the smartest ghost face of all of them for sure uh that's my opinion i've seen a lot of people kind of agree with that as well and i i, I stick by that i think jill's the smartest ghost face we've had so far um and then i think you know i can move this movie back and forth between third and fourth in my rankings between that and screen two uh, scream three for a lot of people will always be the last movie there's a lot of people who love scream three that's fine and then of course there's five so i like the movie there's just parts of this movie that just really annoyed me in the end and of course i'm talking around myself and not spoiling anything but there are just moments in this movie where i'm like god dang it man like what? why like why are we not and again you can go check out the boys um Spoiler review, they kind of touch on the thing I'm, (laughs) you know, hinting around, but not saying, because no one's spoiling anything. But it's just, looking back at that first Scream movie, which is, without a doubt, a masterpiece of horror, and you see where they're at now, franchise-wise. Of course, Wes isn't here, sadly, with us anymore, and Wes was obviously a horror mastermind. You know, you just look at... What that film was. And even with the way that film started. Like the first Scream movie. Started in such a brilliant way. And freaking got everybody. Because nobody was expecting. And you know. Spoilers for a movie that came out decades ago. <laughs> nobody was expecting. Drew Barrymore to die. In the beginning of that movie. Nobody expected that. Drew Barrymore was on the freaking poster of the film. We're Like oh she's a big star. She's, And which Drew Barrymore is. Drew Barrymore is a freaking legend of cinema and she and even at that point she's still a star like she's a big name and you're like okay cool there's Drew we're gonna be fine we're getting introduced to Drew right away awesome and then they freaking kill her in the beginning you're like what freaking guts literally because you know the killing but what guts they had to do that at the beginning of the movie and I look at this movie now and I'm like where has that gone? Where have the the guts to do the bold move gone? And if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. And it's like, just pull the trigger, man. Kill characters off. It's a freaking slasher film. It's okay. You can kill characters off. And again, I know it's a slasher film. There's certain characters that have to survive and all that. Well, you got to have your final girl for following the bits and pieces of slasher, you know, etiquette and all that. But it's just, you know, thinking about what this film franchise was and now seeing where it's at now again not a bad movie overall but it's just like pull the trigger man you, you know you got to pull that trigger um and we can talk about that if you want to DM me, dm me or drop a comment downstairs downstairs <laughs> <Drop a> comment. <laughs> down below go go ahead and go for it but i, I just it, it baffles me with some of the decisions they make sometimes But not a horrible movie. Still a enjoyable movie. Uh, Let's talk about, I did mention Sydney earlier, how they handled it in this movie. I think they handled it fine. You know that Sydney wasn't there. Uh, We all know Nev wasn't going to be in the movie going forward. I think some people kept out the hope that she would be a surprise in the film. Even though some people think she'd be Ghostface. That's a little too much. But um, they handled it very well. Not having Sydney in the film and how they explained it. Maybe doesn't add up to a degree, again, I didn't watch 5 recently, but it seemed like 5, she was gung-ho to come back, um, her character, so, not sure why her character wouldn't want to be here to help this time around, but, either way, they handled it the way that they should, and it was fine enough, it was explained, and that's good enough, you know, you gotta explain why one of the biggest characters not named Ghostface isn't in a Scream movie, and so, there you go, they did a good job there, uh, Gale was our only returning legacy character in the film, and, you know, Hey, I I think I'm just sick of seeing Gail. I don't hate Courtney Cox. I, I I don't, but I do know the first time I saw her character come up on screen in this movie, I'm like fucking Gail. You know, it's just like I I don't know what it is. You know, I mean I love the Chucky franchise. I don't get tired of seeing Andy show up, but we went a long time without Andy as well. Andy wasn't a part of that franchise for several movies, so you know I, I mean. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Like, you know, it's a weird thing. You know, Especially when Sydney and Dewey aren't there. It's like Gale's the one that's still around. But they do, with that said, with that said, they do have a fantastic scene with Gale in the movie that I think is in competition with the opening scene for the best scene in the movie. Just my personal opinion. Another legacy character returning, so I guess I, you know, we had two legacy characters in the movie. But another legacy character returning here um with kirby hayden pentieri you know kirby was in stream four and you know it was nice to see her back but it felt a bit flat um in areas they also were getting to a point where they're like you better not freaking do that with kirby you better not do this with kirby i'm not i'm not gonna like this too much like some people are upset about other possibilities like i was not i was not feeling that Like, I'm like, let's not, let's not go this route with old, with old Kirby here, but, um, it was good to see the character back, but the character is definitely not like the Kirby we knew before. There's bits and pieces there of the old Kirby, um, but it's definitely not the one we knew before, which I guess is to be kind of understood, you know, she went through a traumatic event, and, you know, she's now going through a different aspect and going through another part of her life and everything, so, you know, to give it to her you know <laughs> you know, this is new life and all that stuff but just felt a little a little flat you know maybe less than what we were kind of expecting or hoping for especially if you just watch scream 4 and you see how that character was and how the character is now in this movie a little flat you know nothing It's Hayden of course but just just you know personal feeling and you know uh, kind of the same thoughts as my buddy uh Nick Push who is uh some awesome reviews as well he did gave his scream thoughts you can go check out his channel nick push's horror channel fantastic channel you can go check that out uh, i believe he's also in the tournament he is in the tournament he's in the tournament um maybe he could be my challenger at some point in time i just hope it doesn't come down to halloween movie trivia because geez you know that man that man knows his halloween but uh you go like i said he's a, he also did a really good review and you know he and i agree on things as well uh, about you know some of the stuff that was done in this movie, as well, you know, again, with the Haunter's Boys, I agree with some of the things they, they brought up on their, their episode as well. So, you know, going pretty long in the review here, but I... I, I I'm I still thinking about the movie, which is a good thing. I, I definitely wish it would have gone a certain route that I know a lot of people, including the Haunter's Boys, wish it didn't go in. Um, but... I'm not gonna apologize for that especially with how badass uh, ghostface felt in this movie I think it could have been a really cool a cool thing uh, without spoiling anything here of course but overall I don't hate the movie like I said it's, it's a toss up for me for um, third or fourth in the in the ranking of the films you know Um so yeah, there you go. Scream 6. Not too bad. Not too shabby. I mean, I actually have an interest in seeing this movie again as opposed to Scream 5. I didn't have much of an interest to watch that movie again. I do have an interest in seeing this movie again and watching it and you know, taking in some more things about the film itself. Hopefully I didn't spoil anything for you. Um, while going to that review, I tried my best not to spoil anything and I think I didn't. But if I did, sorry. Um, <laughs> but that's my review of Scream 6, man. Not horrible. Not the worst Scream movie, but could have been better and I wish they would have had the guts to do things that they should have done. There you go. All right, so let's um quick Oscar talk. Why not? The Oscars happened last night. Congratulations to horror queen, Jamie Lee Curtis, on winning an Oscar, her first Oscar. Very happy about that. Love Jamie Lee Curtis. She is my favorite actress of all time. So it's very, very great to see her win an Oscar finally. Kinda of felt like the theme of uh the Oscars there, you know, finally winning awards finally after all this year and the patience and work ethic and working hard and doing everything you can to make your name known i finally won these awards right you got jamie Lee curtis who won an oscar last night you had brendan fraser who won an oscar last night i was of course root for austin um you know elvis my favorite movie last year i thought his performance was absolutely spectacular uh but uh, but you know austin did win some awards throughout the award season so you know he wasn't shut out or anything like that and brendan You know, Brendan, great comeback, and we're all happy for Brendan. Don't take it any other way. I love the fact that Brendan won the award. I'm very happy. If anybody else is going to win the award other than Austin, I was glad it was Brendan. And I still haven't seen the whale, but you know, the clips I've seen, he does, you know, obviously a fantastic job there. Uh, Michelle Yeoh in... Ki Hu Quan, both winning Oscars as well last night for, again, you know, just years and years and years of determination and hard work, and they finally get the recognition, man. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which is also a movie I have not seen, pretty much cleaned up last night at the Oscars, winning so many awards, including uh, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress, uh, Movie, uh, Director, Uh, so many awards (laughs) you know it won so many awards last night and good for them man i can't wait to check that movie out and see how it goes with just some quick oscar talk there man um elvis didn't win any awards which pisses me off Uh, (laughs) uh lady gaga gave an incredible performance i don't know if top gun won any oscars maybe it won one for like sound or something like that yeah quick google search telling me it won for sound so it is what it is man um you know, we all have our movies we love, and sometimes they don't get the awards we think they deserve. But, hey, nonetheless, it was a good year. The, the awards felt all right, man. The awards did not feel too bad, so there you go. All right, let's jump into horror news. This only feels right after coming off of the Scream review that we talk horror news, and it only feels right that the first bit of horror news involves a Scream cast member. Uh, that's right, Jenna Ortega. Uh, the boys on Hunter's podcast talked this on Slasher Report, but Jenna you know, Ortega is apparently in talks to play the daughter of Lydia Dietz in the Beetlejuice sequel. Uh, This movie, this sequel is something that has been freaking wildly rumored. This would of course be the second time Ortega would end up working with Tim Burton. They did work together on the Wednesday show. Um, And, you know, we'll see what happens with this. We'll see if this actually goes forward or not. Of course, Michael Keaton is expected to be back to be Beetlejuice. We would assume Winona Ryder's in the film somewhere as well. Uh, Of course, not the first time there's been sequel talk about Beetlejuice. I mean, we've all seen it. (laughs) There was originally that Beetlejuice Hawaiian thing. And then, you know, I think back 2013, it started with some rumors, you know, of, uh, Keaton talking about it, that he and Burton were talking about doing a sequel. And then Tim Burton in 2014 said that he missed the Beetlejuice character. Uh, actually, a quote here there's only one Beetlejuice, and that's Michael. There's a script, and I would love to work with him again. I think there is now a better chance than ever I missed that character. There's something that's cathartic and amazing about it. I think it's closer than ever. He said that back in 2014, by the way. We're almost 10 years later. Uh, a writer confirmed this as well on an appearance on a late night talk show in 2015. And the most recent thing we got before this Jenna Ortega announcement was that Brad Pitt's production company Plan B boarded the sequel back in February last year. So, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Like, I mean, we need a. I'm waiting for a full on confirmation that this is happening before I get excited at all about a Beetlejuice sequel. I mean, it sounds great. Michael Keaton, Jenna Ortega, you know, that sounds fantastic. It'd be awesome to see, but you know at this point you know it's like the boy who cries wolf you know (laughs) it's like okay beetlejuice sequel where have i heard that before so you know just waiting for actual like honestly filming to happen because you can tell me all day long that it's in production and they're working on it and all that stuff until i see like some actual filming going on with this thing i'm going to find it very hard to believe that there's a beetlejuice sequel happening sorry but that's just the way it is at this point. Like it has been going on way too long for me to get any hopes up about a Beagle Juice sequel at the moment. Uh, as far as sequels, we do know that's happening involving Jenna Ortega. Wednesday season two is on the way over at Netflix, and uh, Jenna Ortega had the following to say that uh, quote, "I think we want to we want to up the horror aspect a little bit more." And then continue on to say that and then get Wednesday out of the romantic situation and just let her be her own individual and fight her own crimes, end quote. Which I agree. Um, I was not a big fan of the romance angle in the first season. And to be completely honest with you, I don't know that the romance angle is going to be part of this season because the actor who played... I forget the character's name at the moment. He is in a bit of allegation trouble. Um, so we'll see if he's even in the show next season, but uh, yeah, I, I don't need Wednesday in romantic situations. I want Wednesday to be Wednesday and, uh, you know, I, horror, upping the horror of it sounds awesome. You know, I did enjoy the first season for what it was and, you know, can't wait to see what season two brings, especially if it's gonna be more horror. Uh, let's see. Sam Raimi said the following quote, I still think there's room for all sorts of evil dead movies. I don't think they cancel each other out. Um, we do have an Evil Dead movie coming up. Hit the Google machine real quick to give you the actual date of that. Let's see, Evil Dead Rise is hitting theaters April 21st, 2023, so next nice month. But yeah, why not? Um, Evil Dead is a franchise I don't know the most about. It did really freaking enjoy that uh, remake, reboot, extra movie that they did. Uh, what, 2013, I think, I want to say? Uh, Yeah, 2013, I like that movie a lot, that movie was awesome, Um, the classic films, you know, very, you know, you get a very different kind of feel and style and all that stuff, and this Evil Dead Rise movie looks freaking evil as hell, so I can't wait to see it, (laughs) Um, but we're going to have to see how that goes, but yeah, I mean, you know, Sam Raimi, the guy who created the freaking thing, if he says there's room to make all sorts of Evil Dead movies, then freaking do it, what are we waiting on? Uh, they're probably waiting to see how this movie does. But uh, yeah, I, I don't see any problem doing that. Uh, let's see. Freddie Prince Jr. has made it clear about the upcoming I Know What You Did Last Summer film saying, quote, I have been offered nothing. Nothing. They just said that to get people excited, I haven't spoken to anyone at their company. My agents haven't received an offer from them whatsoever. Had a conversation with the director a few days after they announced that just to be like, yo, what the hell? Why are they saying I'm going to be in a movie that I'm probably not going to be in? To which she said, Let me pitch you the idea. So she's spoken to me about the idea, but I haven't said yes. I haven't received an offer. End quote. Um that does not sound good <laughs> at all for this reboot, this remake. Um that this show that was not successful recently, and now we're lying about characters being back. That is not a good look for your movie there. Uh, you know, I know what you did last summer franchise not one that I paid too much attention to i've seen the films i can't really tell you anything else other than jack black was in one of them but i, I don't care uh, either way about the franchise you know whether it's worth watching or not it probably was enjoyable for the first movie at least but i couldn't tell you <laughs> like, i couldn't tell you anything about it and then just reading that right now does not make it sound like it's something worth watching it sounds like they're trying to lure people into watching the movie with promises of legacy characters and they're just not gonna they're not gonna give you that or they're gonna give you it in like a very low amount so yeah that doesn't sound good let's see slash the iconic guitar player has launched horror production outfit called berserker gang with uh, the following quote i've always been a huge horror fan especially going back to the days when horror movies actually scared the hell out of you i want to get into the heart of the producing business so i can try and make movies that i'd like to see uh, the company's slogan is films forged in fury the goal is to develop projects with filmmakers and writers who are just as passionate about the genre films as we are i like it good for slash slash had a production company at one point in time." Uh, where the horror films um, Nothing Left to Fear, I believe, was the movie that was released. I don't remember seeing anything else from him. Yeah, I know he has done uh, music work for films as well. He has done music work for Halloween Horror Nights. Um, so, what you can get, there is uh, the EP is on streaming services. I know I have it on YouTube as part of my HHM playlist, which I have started working on, by the way. Um, I don't change it much, you know, it's, you know, kind of just adding songs to it or moving the orders around, you know, because, you know, since, to the most recent year, so obviously, last year the first song was, like, the opening gate theme leading into, like, the weekend or something like that, because the weekend had a house, of course, this year, it would be Chucky TV series theme, uh, kicking it off, since we know that house is there, and then, you know, adding subsequent um, uh, music that will relate to whatever announcements they end up making, but this Slash songs will still be on there, because they're freaking awesome. And <laughs> I wish that's something we had over in Orlando. He mostly does that for the Hollywood mazes, which is a cool little benefit to the Hollywood crowd over there. Um, but, you know, that's cool. I'm glad he's into it. I know he's a huge horror fan, so it's nice that he's got another production company running over there. And hopefully it works out well, man. It yeah, that could be, you know, interesting to see. Let's see. The filming has wrapped on the first film in the planned trilogy of the David Gordon Green's Exorcist movies. Uh, the first film in the trilogy will be releasing theatrically on October 13, 2023, so this year. Uh, we haven't seen anything from the film yet. I assume it's only a matter of time before we get something, especially so if the movie's releasing this year, but also, with that said, I haven't seen a damn thing from Aquaman, and that's releasing this year as well, so, you know, any and everything can happen when it comes to the cinematic world, but I'm into it, man. I've talked about it a couple times on the show, so I don't want to be a dead horse here, but... I am I'm cautious, cautiously optimistic about that movie. Uh, let's see, Drag Me to Hell. The boys talked about this on Slasher Report. So that is apparently, possibly, maybe getting a sequel on the way. So, you know, again, Drag Me to Hell kind of felt like an Evil Dead movie. And, you know, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I was the biggest fan of Drag Me to Hell. I've seen it a couple times. It's very... It's a very different kind of feel for me. You know, with horror films, it's very goofy um which is fine you know and that, again if you enjoy it cool awesome there's it's just some gnarly scenes in that movie man <laughs> you know there's a gnarly kind of take on a movie that you know again very evil dead early evil deadish that is like which is fine you know it's just not my cup of tea baby um i don't know i have no idea but other sequel horror news the last bit of horror news right here haunt 2019 film Apparently, a sequel is in the works. Um, with the following quote on Halloween, well, this is not just a movie. Um, the the team behind the film said that there is talks going on for a sequel of the 2019 film. They don't know if they'll be behind the making of it or not, but there are talks happening. Um, Haunt basically was a movie takes place on Halloween. A group of friends encounter an extreme haunted house that promises defeat on the darkest fears. Uh, The night turns deadly as they come to the horrifying realization that some of the monsters are real, end quote. I have not seen the movie. This came out a year after Hellfest, which I absolutely adore. I love Hellfest. It's one of my favorite horror films. I remember the first time I saw that movie, I rented it from Redbox. uh, Redbox? Redbox. (laughs) Watched it over and over again. That first night, so much so the next week, on payday and I went and bought the physical copy of the movie i freaking love hellfest it's a fun freaking movie man um so Haunt came out a year later i have not seen it i've heard that it's pretty good i want to say zach over at haunter's pod did review both films a while back um i need to see haunt i need to figure out what streaming service it's on but uh, you know I'm into it, and they want to do a sequel of it, why not? And I would obviously much rather a sequel of um, Hellfest, but I seriously doubt that's going to happen. Quick Google check. Uh, looks like Haunt is on Hulu. So if you got Hulu, it's on there. Um, let's go to this site real quick, check to see if anywhere else. Nope, you can stream it on Hulu. You can rent it or buy it pretty much everywhere. You can do that at um so uh yeah if you got hulu you can watch it on there maybe i can do that but yeah planned possible sequel on the way for haunt um becky 2 also known as the wrath of becky the teaser trailer is out for that that's you know a sequel to the becky film which i reviewed a while back um interesting film this time around instead of kevin james they got sean william scott in it so more power to him also winnie the pooh blood and honey is hitting theaters again if you want to see that Apparently, that movie did not do good, Um, but somehow it's going back to theaters, so more power to you, man. I will wait to watch it at home whenever that possibility hits. That's it for the horror news. Let's go ahead and jump into the DC world. Uh, First thing to talk about here, I talked about it in teasing mode earlier. Mark Ruffalo was asked a question about uh, DC during an appearance recently. He said the following, quote, Marvel should be sweating. Because James Gunn is a really gifted filmmaker, and I think he's going to be amazing, end quotes. So, either Mark Ruffalo is uh, trying to get a job at DC, or he's being a very supportive friend there. Because, of course, you know, James Gunn did some work with Marvel. James Gunn, uh, I don't think he directed Mark Ruffalo on anything over there. No, no, no. They wouldn't have, but, of course, the Hulk has interacted with those characters i believe i don't freaking know but that was cool of him to say that you know again they're the the battle and the rivalry between dc and marvel is mostly an internet fanboys argument you know i I take my fun little jabs at marvel but i do enjoy some of their content but i am a dc guy through and through so it was it was nice to see this and you know be cool if mark ruffalo ends up playing a character in dc or not we'll see how that goes Uh, i don't know how much more he has hulk stuff to do over there at marvel right now there's you know some limbo about the character rights universal owns the film rights but maybe marvel and disney's trying to get it from universal it's the latest thing i saw we'll see how that ends up going but that was cool of him to do man that was nice of him to do in a world where you know some of the marvel actors take shots at dc he said something nice man so good on mark ruffalo uh, let's see jj abrams and matt reeves animated series batman caped crusader has been picked up at amazon the show was going to be on hbo max but was scrapped uh, the two-season order for the cartoon will be hitting Amazon, which is described as a reimagining of the Batman mythology through the visionary lens of executive producers J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, and Bruce Timm. Nice, they got Bruce Timm on this bad boy. Uh, Batman Cape Crusader is to build on Batman the Animated Series, which is considered by many to be one of the greatest Batman things if not the greatest Batman work Uh, sadly we do not have we do not have Kevin Conroy anymore so I don't know who would end up doing the voice work there but good on him man glad that was picked up I don't have Amazon so I don't know how I'll end up watching that but good on him man it's nice to see that stuff's happening and you know some of the stuff that's been cancelled by DC's HBO Max brand has been picked up or shopped to other streaming services and why not man get the money where you get the money right so there you go Uh, Let's see, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. That's the video game that's supposed to release this year, but it has been delayed, or apparently facing another delay. The delay moves Suicide Squad out of a crowded release window that currently includes a new Zelda game, a Diablo game, and a Final Fantasy game. Uh, For what it's worth, a delay like this is mainly to polish, not overhaul the core gameplay that caused backlash. There was some backlash around the game. Uh, They recently showed it at. state of play events for PlayStation. And it showed that the gameplay confirmed that the suicide Squad to be a live service game with a battle pass. So an RPG style gear system game and required online connection to play the game. Um, the game takes place in of course, Rocksteady's Arkhamverse. are I, I, I don't know what to think about this. This movie's been, this movie, this game's been delayed multiple times already. Um, and you know, now it's facing another delay It's gonna release. I guess they just have to clean up some things here. Um, But yeah, they definitely pissed some people off with that live service game Battle Pass thingy. Um, That was an interesting idea. You know, I'm not as knowledgeable about video game stuff when it comes to what that means. But I do know that it pissed a lot of people off. (laughs) I do know that for sure. We'll end up seeing how things turn out there. I will, of course, I mean, it's a DC game, so I will, of course, end up playing it and giving my thoughts on it. But also, I bought Gotham Knights during Black Friday last year. I have not played it yet. <laughs> uh, you know, I plan on going through the other Arkham games first before jumping into it, even though I know it's not a, you know, traditional sequel to the, the other Arkham games. You know, I still wanted to do that for my own fun. Um, and then, you know, Arkham Origins is only streamable, which is a pain in the ass on its own. Uh, so that kind of deterred me. And then, you know, Hogwarts Legacy came out, and I've been stuck in playing that game or mostly having interest in that game and now this week WWE two K twenty three releases. So that's gonna be a lot of my time and look for me to do some gameplays on the throwing Podcast Network's YouTube. Um I'll be doing that for sure to show off the game, but you know, I'm gonna play some more Hogwarts Legacy this week to get some more game time in, but, you know, between that and WWE two K twenty three I gaming is going to be very blocked up for me (laughs) you know i do need to play gotham knights I, i i at least own the damn thing you know so i can play it when i want to but yeah i don't know i haven't gotten to it and we'll see when i get to it you know the way uh things are lining up right now and last bit of dc news james gunn says more wonder woman animated stuff is on the way that is good uh You know, somebody on Twitter asked for more Wonder Woman content, and they are working on that. Uh, Apparently, Wonder Woman doesn't have a whole lot of animation in the uh, category, uh, catalog, not category, but, you know, James Gunn's taking care of that. You know, we're on yet on Gif Galgado do the voice. I know they said they planned on having the same actors do the animation and uh, live action, so we'll see how that all goes. Uh, This week, Shazam 2 is hitting theaters, so go see that. I will be seeing it for sure. All right, other bits of news here. Disney CEO Bob Iger uh, was questioned whether or not Marvel needs to continue churning out uh, multiple sequels for individual characters. He said, quote, sequels typically worked well for us. Do you need a third or fourth, for instance, or is it time to turn to other characters? There's nothing in any way inherently off in terms of the Marvel brand. I think we just have to look at what characters and stories we're mining. And you look at the trajectory of Marvel over the next five years, You'll see a lot of newness. We're going to turn back to the Avengers franchise, but with a whole different set of Avengers. Um, This was a timely quote because Ant-Man is not doing well. Uh, This is the third Ant-Man movie. Uh, So just scratching my head here, we've had three Captain America movies. One was pretty much a freaking Avengers movie, but I digress. Uh, So three Captain America movies, three Iron Man films, three Guardians, but Guardians should be ending. Um, four Thor movies am I missing any uh three Ant-Man movies i about to have the Marvels which is a sequel to Captain Marvel uh I don't know but <laughs> I guess Doctor or Doctor Strange has two movies I guess between that not getting the best reviews and Ant-Man not getting there's three Spider-Man movies as well Ant-Man not getting the best reviews um I guess they're going to be looking into changes and things there. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Interesting times we live in, man, where there's, you know, people questioning Marvel stuff. Marvel it always seems like it was the the easy go. Anytime Marvel released something, hey, man, it's going to do great. And Now it seems within the last phase and leading into this new phase, there's questions abounding over there. Um, we'll see what happens, man. You know, I didn't hate it, man. I don't think it was amazing, but hey, it, man. Uh so there you go. Uh, on the Star Wars front, they are still developing Star Wars films, Iger said, but we're going to be but we're going to make sure when we make one it's the right one. So being very careful there. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to take their time with Star Wars. It sounds like they're still going to, of course, make the property. Star Wars is a big freaking name and the shows are doing very well. It's just the movies that have been hit with some question marks uh, with that, including one woman director Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron movie, no longer in active development. Uh, we knew this was kind of on the verge of happening when it was removed from the release schedule. Uh, when that happened, we're like, Ooh, okay, that's not good. And, you know, now officially not in active development anymore. Same goes for Kevin Foggy's Star Wars movie, which I had no flarking idea that was happening, but uh, that movie, no longer an active development. Uh, let's see. Taka Watiti's Star Wars movie is still in development, being worked on, and apparently he will star in it himself. So, good for Taka. Uh, let's see. The second season of beavis and butthead is coming soon uh paramount plus on april 20th 2023 there's a teaser trailer out now and check that out i of course loved the first season of the the reboot the revival whatever you want to call it of beavis and butthead i freaking grew up with that show i played the video game of that show i saw the movie uh, i saw the new movie i enjoy beavis and butthead as my immature kind of humor i enjoyed it very much i'm very excited for season two Let's see, Free Guy 2, uh, Ryan Reynolds said there is the potential to do a sequel to Free Guy, which would be fun. I would love it, but also, like, does everything effing have to be a sequel? I don't know. Sometimes it's okay to just do a movie and have it kick ass and then everyone go home. So, you know, there's a bit of a push and pull there, resisting the urge to just immediately say, oh, doing a sequel will validate the first one. No, the first movie validates the first one, and then you can leave it at that. So I don't know. We're still talking about it, Reynolds said, which is hilarious because he's about to do a Deadpool 3. But nonetheless, um, I liked Free Guy. Like, I don't remember what my my immediate reaction was. I know I reviewed the film a while back. I've seen it multiple times since then. And I do like that movie. That movie's adorable. Um, It's fun. It's got a good heart to it. Uh, If they did a sequel, that's cool. I don't know if you need one. I don't think it's necessarily something that needs to happen, but I would hate it if they did it. Uh, let's see. John Bernthal has apparently confirmed he'll be returning as Frank Castle in the as the pun, aka the Punisher, in Marvel's upcoming Daredevil: Born Again revival series. Reports started saying that the character has or would be returning, and then that was followed up by Bernthal posting an image of himself as the Punisher on his Instagram account, kind of leading into the the teaser rumors there. So I'm all for it. I freaking loved him as the Punisher, John Bernthal. Very good actor, man. If I see his name or something I'm like, you know what, dude's good, man. So I'll check it out. Um, and I like his podcast, really good podcast. Uh, whether you know, I don't know how you feel about Shia LaBeouf or not. He's got some, you know, issues for sure. He had a great interview with Shia, um, which you know, pretty powerful. Go check that out. Um, and then he's he's got he's got some good messages in his uh, podcast overall. And the last bit of news here, Flintstone spin-off series titled bedrock is officially finally happening over at Fox. Elizabeth banks is behind the show. She's been spearheading this project for a while and she will lead the voice cast of the series starring as pebbles, the adult daughter of Fred and Wilma, a primetime animated adult comedy series, continuing the story of the stone age family bedrock catches up with the Flintstone family. Two decades later with Fred on the brink of retirement, and 20 something pebbles embarking on her own career. As the Stone Age gives way to shiny and enlightened New Bronze Age, the residents of Bedrock will find this evolution harder than a swing from Bam Bam's Club. Oh, that's freaking adorable. I love the Flintstones, man. I grew up watching the Flintstones. I had the movie, had the cartoon show. Man, I freaking, the Flintstones meet the Jetsons. Come on, dude, I watched that. Um, That was so good. It was a fun time. And, you know, seeing the show coming back, it's awesome right there on fox you know fox has their i think they still call it the animation domination thing with the simpsons and uh, family guy and all this stuff I think they have some other animated stuff going on there so it's cool that they're doing this i like elizabeth banks really enjoyed her charlie's angels movie i think that movie was panned for no reason whatsoever i haven't seen cocaine bear can't tell you how that works out but i like elizabeth banks and loved her as rita repulsa oh my god um i've loved her in her movies man she's i like elizabeth banks so I trust her with this, and I can't wait to check it out, man. You know, I don't watch live stuff often. You know what I mean? Like, it's when it live debuts on Fox. I don't know if I'll see it or not, but uh, I'll definitely check it out when I can. Like, I'm definitely interested in that. You know, again, Stones were part of my childhood. I'm very, very interested in seeing what happens with that franchise, and that ends the show. There you go, man. Lots of news, man. Jam-packed news episode, man. Thank you for joining in. If you listen this long to my random rambling nonsense, I appreciate you. Appreciate anybody taking the time to listen to me talk about my my nerdiness here on this show because I love doing this show, man. Uh, So thank you again for taking the time. Again, please like, subscribe, share this show as well as the Throw Me Podcast Network and March Madness challenger bracket is officially happening right now go check it out it's on throwing Podcast networks youtube uh be videos dropping between the challenges leading up to me finding out who my challenger is you know because i am the champion (laughs) yes um but yes uh nonetheless fun stuff going on there and fun stuff going on here man appreciate you all thank you so much for taking the time remember take care of yourself mental health is extremely important remember that Uh, You are strong, you are brave, you are talented, you are enough, and happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one remembers to turn on the light. Talk to you all next episode.